Life comes with many changes. Some are expected, some are unexpected, some positive, some challenging. But you don't have to navigate them alone. There are people who care and want to help. You're in the right place because I'm here to connect you with them. What is your next step? Making choices that involve change can be difficult. Where can you find the resources who have answers for your questions? Our team of experts and professionals can help you make informed decisions with less stress to help you manage these changes in your life easier. You'll also meet people just like you who share their stories to encourage you not to give up. Hi, I'm Dina Court, an author, blogger, publisher, and empowerment coach. Thank you for joining me today on the Life Changes channel podcast, where we'll cover topics around life changes that you might be facing in your career and education, health, finances, relationships, parenting, aging, real estate, lifestyle, loss, and personal growth. This show started out as a Divorce Magazine Canada podcast, but so much of the content could also apply even if you aren't dealing with a divorce or separation. So now it's Life Changes channel. There will still be lots of information to support you or someone you care about who is dealing with divorce or separation. I encourage you to go back and meet all the incredible guests in the earlier episodes. There is so much gold there. And hey, did you know we have a YouTube channel, a new Life Changes channel, and free magazines with articles from our team available across much of Alberta, as well as on our website, lifechangesmag.com. We also hold online divorce resource groups that are free to attend and everyone is welcome. Check out the links in the show notes and be sure to join us. We love bringing experts to you. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, lifechangesmag.com and stay tuned at the end for the legal language. Ready? Here we go. I have a special guest joining us today, all the way from Greece. Author and mediator Despina Mavrido has written a book that is inspired from her own childhood, her own personal story. And her goal is to help parents understand the feelings and the needs and the thoughts of kids before, during, and after divorce. And to just help us realize that, you know, we aren't alone in this. As parents, we can do better if we know better. And she just offers some insight into what kids are dealing with in this whole difficult transition in life. Now, she's also been a guest blogger on the blog on our website, and I will include that link in the show notes as well. But let's meet her now and hear more about her story and why it is important for her to help others. Welcome, Despina. Oh my goodness, this is so exciting. You are my first guest that has come from Greece. And I'm excited that you're joining us from halfway around the world. It's evening where you are, morning where I am, but here we are through the magic of Zoom, able to have a conversation and uh, allow my audience to meet you. I was just fascinated when we connected and the book that you've written is so amazing and the experience that you are using to help support others and support families, I think is just phenomenal. So I really appreciated receiving a copy of your book. I've shared it. I don't have the copy with me now because I've <laughs> shared it, but it is very, very 
helpful, I think. Um, so welcome. Please tell us more about yourself and what led you to write this book. Uh, thank you, Dina, for the invitation. And uh, thank you for sharing my book, first of all. <laughs> and I really hope that it will be able to help many families. So the reason behind the book is actually it's everything started uh, with a letter to my parents because um, after years of therapy uh, where I was discussing certain things uh, where I had difficulties with, I realized that um, I had many things that I haven't uh, elaborated during my when I was younger. Uh, when I was actually a teenager. And uh, so um, I understood, for example, one of my biggest problems when I was a teenager was the fact that I, I disconnected with my feeling, from my feelings because I had to, to keep a balance between my mom and my dad uh, as they had put me in the middle of their fights because they took a divorce when I was around 12 years old. It was an amicable divorce, but the problem was that uh, there were a lot of emotions, a lot of anger um, and um, frustration, and they both feeling really hurt. So they couldn't handle their emotions. And as a result, many times I found myself in the middle to trying to help them uh, communicate. And, uh, for example, my mom was uh, telling me, say this to your dad. My dad was answering back. I had to change a little bit the answer because I knew that this answer will make her angry. So, and there was a mess in my head trying to do all this. And it was a constant battle. And in order to survive all this, at some point I decided that I don't want to see my dad anymore. And uh, I was trying to show to everyone that I am strong, that I can support my mom, because actually my dad cheated on her. So he was the bad guy. And uh, I had the role of I was trying to protect my mom and to be near to her because everybody was saying that he's the bad guy because he left home and he left you. He abandoned you. And uh, so I actually trying to show everyone that I am capable of uh, resolving all this issue and um, be mature enough to handle my mom, my dad, my sister, help my sister. Uh, but of course I wasn't. And I realized that many years later when I had to decide if I want to marry or not myself. This is how everything started. And I started realizing that there were a lot of things that I hadn't uh, that I haven't elaborated within me. So I I went to therapy. I discussed a lot of things with my therapist and I realized that everything was a way for me to try to handle this to survive when I was young. So when I realized that, I decided to write a letter to my parents and explain and communicate to them for the first time what I really needed from them. And they were all very simple things, like I don't want you to put me in the middle. I don't want you to blame uh, the other in front of me. I don't want to know who pays more for me. Especially money was such a huge issue for them. 
So I wrote all these things down because I wanted to tell the, the divorce through my eyes. I wanted to explain my story, my point of view, because nobody cared all these years for, for my story. And uh, so when I wrote this, I, I realized that it can become something bigger. And this is how the book, Mom, Dad, Can You Hear Me, <laughs> was created. I really am so impressed and very appreciative of what you've done with your experience. I'm impressed that you are using this as a way to help others and to offer that insight. And as a parent, I'm a stepmom. And as a parent reading the book, it is very insightful in it. It gives you an, a neutral way to hear about the experiences that your children are having and how you as adults can do better can with that awareness of how you're communicating and and how you are reacting to what decisions have to be made what conversations need to be had that you can do it in a way that isn't going to put the kids in the middle or or cause they don't need to hear about some of the decisions or your reactions to situations whatever might come up and I think that is power and it's knowledge that can make such a difference for families it's incredible yeah. to not only the awareness so you had through healing and through therapy and and time you mm -hmm. acknowledged and learned and became aware of it that's a huge step but then to also be able to communicate it in such a way that it can resonate with, with families and help them to just to understand what the other fascinating thing that I find is I believe you initially wrote this in, in Greek, right? And this has been translated yes. and it's beautifully translated. I'm very, um, I, I didn't know what to expect when I received it, but as you read it through, it's very beautifully translated and has a has a very nice flow to it and is very easy to understand uh good job and you know the i'm really illustration and everything <laughs> <laughs> i'm really glad that you say this because it's exactly what i wanted to do and especially when i translate it it took some time but the credits go to my editor <laughs> uh, because he was she was able to translate all this in english Yes, and to communicate those feelings. And it, it's yes. already uh, a bit of a tricky topic to it's explain true. or to discuss. And it was done, it was done very well, I think. Uh, and you speak both languages. So when you read the translation, did you, you must have felt that yes, this expresses what I am trying to get across exactly yes and sometimes I was also changing the translation because you know also the editors told me uh, are you sure that a kid can say this or feel this way and I told I told her yes I'm 100% sure <laughs> because it comes from my experience I was there I lived it yes. <laughs> this was this <laughs> so was don't my story <laughs> and you know that's interesting that that was the perception that is the that is what you're trying to dispel is that myth and that stigma around kids aren't capable of understanding and experiencing what you've 
shared in your message. And it is very insightful that, yes, this is your experience from a child's perspective. This is probably far more typical than we realize. And what a beautiful tool to offer to parents. Yes, it's very important for me to, for actually, I wanted to help uh, parents see the story through the eyes of the kids, because I know also from mediation, because I am a mediator and I have undertaken family mediations, and I can see that as many times they are not able, not because they don't want to, but it's difficult for them to handle their feelings. So it's impossible to handle the kids' feelings. Very true. And I, I wanted to give them something to understand that, uh, no, your kid feels that way. No, they don't care, for example, who pays more. They don't want to hear that. You make them feel bad when you are telling them, for example, that I pay more for you. Doesn't the, the kids don't understand when you say I pay more for you, I pay your school, I pay for everything. Your kid doesn't feel that you are loving them more they feel hurt that the other parent doesn't want to pay for them. So they are not accepted from the other parent. Or guilt. So they, or guilt, yes, because they feel that they are a burden for, for one parent and they are not accepted from the other parent. This is exactly how I was feeling when my mom was telling me that I am paying more for you. That's a complex situation for children to attempt to understand they have the capacity to understand much but when it's talking about your self-worth and your value in the family and now you feel guilty and a burden and you are you are the middleman sharing messages between the two parties who are in competition with with each other in in many senses and, you know, I could see where children struggle because they feel, well, if I, if I wasn't here in the middle, they wouldn't have these things to fight about. There wouldn't be these disagreements. And so they have heavy guilt and shame around that. And it's, yeah. it's, it is very unfair because uh, they have no choice. They exactly are dependent on these people. Exactly. This is the most important because kids don't have no choice. They cannot open the door and leave house. They have to stay there and try to find a balance and try to understand what's going on and try to feel accepted because for the kids, it's very important to feel accepted. This is why many times uh, they don't say the same thing. To, they try to say to each parent whatever they think that it's better to hear for them. And when mom and dad comes in the same place, many times you hear, oh, uh, no, he, he doesn't like this. And dad says the opposite about uh, something, whatever, football, for example, because they say, oh, they can say opposite things. This doesn't mean that they are lying. It means that they are trying to feel accepted. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is there in Canada are some people in the legal system, lawyers, judges that are working to reform the family justice system based around scientific evidence of how trauma affects the brain development of children. And during a divorce or separation, the stuff that you are describing, the experiences that the, the places that children find themselves does 
have a traumatic negative effect on their brain development and their mental health. And, you know, what you're doing is trying to help us become more aware of, you know, what the way that we act and the things we say and be more aware of how that affects these children. I find it very fascinating that you now work in a field as a mediator. Does your childhood experience, has that uh, led you to this? Well, actually, I was trying to avoid it. (laughs) And to be honest, I'm not taking a lot of family mediation because it's really hard for me. Yes. Because at that moment, I feel more the kids and I feel really bad for the kids when the parents cannot understand what they are doing. And it's difficult when you are trying to help them understand their kids and you are feeling so sad about it. It's difficult to handle them and hear all these uh, things they are saying many times. So I'm trying to avoid them. But yes, I have undertook uh, some of them and I realized also their point of view. I mean, I can understand better. And as a mom also, I can understand, for example, my mom, how she was feeling and I can understand also how dads feel, but it's I my 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 goal is to make them understand the kids. For me, the most important part is the kids. So yes, sometimes it's really hard for me because they they can't understand their point of view of their kids, even if they are saying yes, I'm doing this for them and I'm trying to do the best for them. Uh, immediately after what they are saying, I understand that they are just feeling hurt and they cannot uh, see how their kids feel. And I think it's very important for the parents before they go to the court or the mediation to try to elaborate their feelings with someone, with a psychologist, a therapist, a divorce coach, because it's uh, when you don't you cannot handle your feelings, it's impossible to help your kids. Yes, and the divorce can have a completely different impact. Completely different impact to the kids. Mm-hmm. It's very true, and I think also what your book does is it allows for some compassion for the parents as well. That you know, this is a difficult time. There are there are factors there that they there are things that they need to deal with but be aware that the children are hearing this they're seeing it they're put in this situation involuntarily and allow for some acknowledgement of that and those conversations are there con- are there things that your parents could have said or explained to you that maybe would have helped you uh through this yes i i believe that especially the list that irene creates at the end of the book is all the things that i wanted to hear from them and they never uh, said of course and this is why i feel that when the child reads the book i want them to understand that they can ask from their parents not to be in the middle when the parents are not capable to do that for themselves kids need to understand that they have the right not to be in the middle and not to hear all these accusations not to hear about money not to to, to and to, to not to be in front of the fights when they are fighting for who, with who the, the kids will spend the holidays and everything 
because kids, you know, they don't understand that they have the right to ask this from their parents. They believe that they need to stay there and try to find a solution to the problem. They try and fix but it. They try and to be fix visible it. Yes, sometimes. and it's not their role. It's not yes. their position. Yeah, that's very true. That's very valid. Is there going to be another book at some point? Is there more that you felt you wanted to say once you finished that book? Well, to be honest, it was a really hard process for me. And uh, sometimes because I, my, as I said at the beginning, my dad cheated on my mom and he was the bad guy. So I wrote this on the book because it was the fact. In my story, this was these were the facts. Uh, but I had the dads that they didn't like that and they left a very ba bad reviews <laughs> about it. And to be honest, I, I felt a little bit um, sad about that. So I start thinking if it's okay to write something more. Because to be honest, I was trying to do it that friendly. But there are many of them because I know that it comes from their experience. They stop on the first page. And uh, this is really sad for me. And I thought many times, not only not to write another another one, but to change also this one. But in the end, I said, no, I will not try again to fix <laughs> or to write something that it will please others. No, <laughs> This is my story. I will defend it. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm happy so... to hear that. I don't know if there will be a second one because this one, it's really hard for me. And every time I'm uh, sharing my story, it's not it's not easy to to share all these things. It seems natural, but it's still uh, there are still things that uh, makes me feel sad. And I don't want to every time to remember them. It was a hard process, so I don't know if there will be. Even if I have many people that they ask me to write also another one, especially for teenagers, mm -hmm. uh, so as to have an insight of how, again, for how the how the kids feel, and especially teenagers because they are in a very hard uh, age, and I know that because also for me it was that way. What but gift. for now, no, I'm not thinking to write another. Fair enough, fair enough. And I appreciate you ex sharing your rationale behind that and the, and the why behind that. And it just means so much more, the gift that you have offered, that it is painful, yet there are still uh, reactions that you feel that are that are painful, that make you sad about this. And yet you have bravely shared this as a gift to help others and i so appreciate that and i'm really excited for my audience to hear about this i will also add your uh, book a link to your book in the show notes and on our resource page i'm currently building a resource page for people to be able to find tools and help that's out there and many do wonder how can i help my kids how can i do better through this process and this tool that you've created in this gift, despite that it does um, bring up that pain for you, is such a, a great resource for families. So I thank you for that. And I encourage everyone to get a copy for themselves or share it with someone you know who would benefit from, from seeing this perspective from a child's point of view. And um, it's really, it's encouraging that there are things we can do 
and that maybe as a parent, we can open those conversations and say, you know, do you feel stuck in the middle? How can, how can we make this easier for you? Are there things that we've said or done? And, and be the adult as far as taking responsibility and saying, Hey, I'm sorry, that, that maybe put you in the middle or whatever the situation might be. And it's easier for the adult to address the child and give them that permission so that they do feel like we welcome your thoughts. We welcome your, your participation. Let us know where, you know, you're feeling uncomfortable. How can we do this uh, to help you out and, and allow that conversation and encourage the children to, to come to them that they are safe to do so. And uh, I think that's really important. It's hard for the kids to open up during divorce, especially when they understand the feelings of the parent because they usually understand them very well. It's really hard, for example, to say that I love my dad also. For me, it was really hard to say to my mom that I want to spend time also with my dad because I I had the fear that this will make her feel sad. Mm-hmm. So in order for the kids to feel uh, the security to open up, parents should try to be more, um, not not so much in connection with their feelings, with their anger or sadness, because when the kids experience this, it's difficult for them to open up and uh, share how they feel for the other parent. Very true. And I think this is a, this is a good way for them to understand why it's important. And also some of the questions that maybe the kids want to ask or things they, they need to say, and it would help with those conversations. So I really, I appreciate your time with us today, Despina, and, and as well as the gift of the book that you've created. Thank you. And I, I'm I glad that you like it. Oh, yes, it was great. I appreciate you being here and joining us from halfway around the world. It's just fascinating. (laughs) It does show that this is universal and that kids are kids. Um, One of my favorite sayings is that all children laugh in the same language. I think they all cry in the same language. We we experience life in similar ways. And when we can reach out and help globally, it's it's amazing. The emotions are the same. The emotions are global. The process is, uh, the juridical system is different. The process is different. Also mediation sometimes are diff- is different, but the emotions are universal. And we all love our families and want to support them the best way we can. Yes, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Thank you so much, Despina. Thank you. Hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life. Do you have questions or a suggestion for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through whatever life changes you're facing. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, lifechangesmag.com. The link is in the show notes. Our disclaimer, Divorce Magazine Canada, Life Changes Magazine and Channel and Divorce Resource Groups are intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. 
The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada, Life Changes Magazine, and Life Changes Channel, as well as the Divorce Resource Groups, do not constitute endorsements for, nor liability, for any claims made in the presenting of this information.